Hi everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In this video, I'll show you how to draw a motion curve for freehand animation. In other applications, this is called Motion Sketch, and this allows you to record the movements of your cursor on the screen and apply the X and Y values to any animation curve. This helps achieve very organic looking animation without trying too hard. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the video description. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast, then type the link displayed in your web browser. Load the download image into Flame as a multi-channel clip, and then load the included batch setup. We'll start off with the basic concept, and then I'll expand on it with a further example. So in action, we have a graphic of a ball which is already spinning but we'd like to bounce it across the screen over 50 frames. You could manually keyframe the ball bouncing, but drawing your own motion curve can make this much faster. To draw the motion curve, call up the contextual menu over the viewport and choose Draw Motion Curve. All that's left to do is draw the curve in the view. Once you release the cursor, the motion curve is recorded to memory. If you didn't like what you did the first time, just choose the command again through the contextual menu and redraw your motion curve. Now once the motion curve is stored, you can apply it to any animatable channel in Flame. For example, if you double click on the ball for its controls and go to the X position slider, you can right click on the slider and you can choose to paste either the horizontal X movement or the vertical Y movement that was recorded in your motion curve. So we'll paste X to X and Y to Y. Ensuring that the playback is in loop mode, you can play the current result. The ball is now following the motion curve animation, and the length of the animation happens over 50 frames, which is the length of the composite. If you wanted a specific duration other than 50 frames, all you need to do is change the duration of the composite, let's say 100 frames, and repaste the animation channels to the X and Y position channels. Press play to see the result. You do not need to redraw the motion curve. The last recording will stay in memory for the current session. So that's the basics of using the Draw Motion Curve. Now let's look at a more complex example. Go back to Batch and double click on the Deform node. Look at its result with F4. Scrubbing the time bar, we have a wavy pattern that's phasing from left to right. The amplitude or wave height is currently static. Let's use the Motion Curve to animate the height of the wave. Call up the contextual menu over the viewport and choose to draw a motion curve. So we have drawn three high points and three slightly low points. Now like I said, you can apply the motion curve to any animation channel. Go to the amplitude slider and call up its contextual menu. We are only really interested in the vertical movement, so paste the Y motion curve into the slider. 
When you scrub or play the composite, the animation is there. However, the curve values are quite extreme for the wave height. This is because the motion curve can generate much higher numbers compared to other sliders that may need smaller curve animations. For your reference, zero is the center of the viewport for the horizontal and vertical, and the edges can be a variety of high values depending on the physical size of your frame. So instead of applying the motion curve directly to this slider, you'll create a dummy axis to hold the motion curve data, and then you'll use an expression to link the amplitude and control the height of the wave. By doing it this way, you can draw the motion curve using the full height of the viewport, and then control the final height of the curve via an expression. This will work on all animation channels, whatever the task. So reset the amplitude slider to its default value, and go back to batch. We'll use an axis object inside of Action to drive the animation. Add the action to the end of the flow graph, and just for reference, connect the matchbox output as the background. Double click Action for its controls, and press F4 for the result view. There is the wave as the reference. Now drag out an axis object which will be driven by the motion curve. Just for clarity's sake, move the axis to the left of the viewport. Double click it for its controls. Now remember that Flame saves the last motion curve that was drawn in the current session. So go to the Y position slider and paste the Y motion curve animation. When you scrub or play the result, you can see the axis move vertically, and we'll use this to drive the wave height in the next step. Go to the Y position slider, and in the contextual menu, choose to copy the channel. Now let's go back to Batch, and return back to the Deform node. To create an expression on the Amplitude slider, just call up the contextual menu, and choose Link Channel. So the exact values from the axis, are being applied to the height of the wave. This is actually the same result as just pasting the motion curve directly into the Amplitude channel. The difference is that you can edit the expression to get more control over the animation curve. For example, hold SHIFT and double click on the slider to bring up the animation editor. Also click the viewer button to display the result at the bottom of the screen. If you wanted to half the value of the curve, click the expression button, and divide the Y position value by 2. So that's half the value of the recorded motion curve. Let's say instead, that we want all values below 0 to be clipped off. Click the expression button again. This time, we'll use an animation IF function. If the value of the axis Y position is less than 0, then the value must be 0, otherwise just use the value of the axis Y position. Swipe to the right to swap the views over, and exit the animation editor. Now let's look at the result in the Action node. Go back to Batch, and return to the Action controls. When you press play, 
you can see how the axis is driving the animation. Remember that the duration of the motion curve is determined by the composite duration before you apply the motion curve to an animation channel. So it's quite flexible to set the motion curve timings. Finally, let's redraw the motion curve to see how easy it can be to update the animation once it's all set up. Call up the contextual menu over the viewport and choose to draw the motion curve. This time, let's do a different animation with alternating peaks in the curve. Next, select the axis to the left of the viewport and reapply the Y motion curve to the Y position channel. Loop the playback to see the final result. So in summary, you can draw a motion curve and assign that to the position coordinates of any object to follow the motion path. Or you could use the motion curve to create a curve animation that can drive any other animation channel. Combining that with expressions gives you really great control. Don't forget to check out the other features, workflows and enhancements to the Flame 2019.1 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos and thanks for watching.